0: are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Friday show for you heading into the weekend. The baseball season is upon us and I'm going to tell you not only who's going to win the World Series, but basically it's already been decided. And I'm basing that on one game. The only game that happened in the opening of spring training yesterday. Um, Major League Baseball jerseys are see-through this year, if you didn't know that. This is ridiculous, but it's a funny story. The NFL is pissed off at college football. Tiger Woods' son, Charlie Woods, did not have a good day at all trying to qualify for a PGA Tour event next week. Tell you about that. And we have yet another character getting his own TV show. Explain all that and more momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team And remember to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. The game starts here. So let's just come flat out and say it, right off the bat. It's still time to put in futures bets for baseball. You can do whatever you want, but you might just want to understand that the Dodgers have pretty much already won the World Series. Why do I say that? Because in the first spring training game of the season, the Dodgers beat the Padres 14-1. to Shohei Otani didn't play. Freddie Freeman didn't play. Max Muncie didn't play. Will Smith didn't play. And Jason Hayward didn't play. That's five guys that will be in their starting lineup on March 20th when they play the Padres in, I believe, Korea or Japan. They're starting the season overseas a month from now. Dodgers-Padres, two-game series, and they just beat him yesterday 14-1 without five of their starters. So that pretty much means they're going to win the World Series, right? Like, come on. And, oh, yeah, not only did they win 14-1, they were up 8 nothing in the first inning before the Padres got two outs. <laughs> <laughs> is this the way it's going to be, Dodgers? Is this how you're going to tease me? Is this how you're going to do me this year? Go about 117 and – uh, what is it? Uh – Yeah, 117 and 45 in the regular season, and then get beat by the Phillies in the LDS who win about 90 games. Pretty much, yeah, you just mark it down. Like, it'll be funny if that happens. I don't even know if I'll remember this six months from now or seven months from now when I actually said it. But look, I love the Dodgers. They're my team, but they consistently let me down. Not during the regular season. They're great, they're built for the regular season, they're awesome. Their win total is 105 and a half this year, and I don't see any way they don't win 110 games. Like, their over is about as solid as a bet as you can get. And you'd be like, Steve, they got so many pitching injuries. Have you seen their fucking lineup? They had so many pitching injuries last year, and they won over 100 games. Come on. It's the Dodgers. They dominate the regular season every year. They've won the NL West 10 of the last 11 years, and the one year they didn't win the NL West, they won 106 games. It just so happened the Giants won 107. So, this is a team that absolutely destroys in the regular season. And, oh, yeah, this offseason, they went out and signed Shohei Otani. They got, um, what's his last? Uh, I can't, Yoshinobu? Yeah, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Went out and got him. You'd be like, okay, so it's whatever. They got a pitcher from Japan. Yeah. A pitcher from Japan that literally has been the MVP the last three years. He's pretty damn good. Dodger players are already singing his praises. And, oh yeah, they went out and got the Tampa Bay Rays best pitcher, Tyler Glass. Now, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> 105.5, I'm sorry, is not enough. I know that's a lot, and they basically can't have any real bad stretch all season. I mean, I guess they could because this team is easily capable of of going 25 and 5 over any 30 game stretch. They're that good. I mean, shit, they won their first game 14 to 1. Is that <laughs> without five uh, without five starters? Man, this is going to be such a ride because all season long, I do have a feeling the Dodgers are going to absolutely dominate the regular season this year. But as I've said for the longest time since I've been doing this podcast, you know me as a Dodger fan, I've said, I don't care It doesn't matter anymore what they do in the regular season. All it boils down to is can this team get over the hump and win the World Series. And you know what's going to happen? If they break through this year, let's just say this is the year they finally do it, and they break through this year, you know what a majority of the people's sentiment is going to be? Well, yeah, they should win it. They just spent over one point, they they spent over a billion dollars this offseason on those four players that I talked about. So it's like, It just proves that means there's even more pressure on them because everyone expects them to win it all. Which I'd say most of the time in the last 10 or 11, in the last 11 years they've made the playoffs every year, I think most of the time people have thought they were going to win it all. And the one year they did win it was during a 60-game regular season during COVID. (sighs) Don't do this to me, Dodgers, Please please don't do me like this because I'm going to be a mess if you get to the postseason again and lose to some team that won 20 games less than you. And not only that, get swept by them like last year with the Diamondbacks. I'm just, it's just, I don't want to put it out there. I don't want to put the negative juju out there, but I'm sorry. If you're a Dodger fan, how can you not? This team finds a way to absolutely look like the greatest team ever during the regular season every year and then just falls on their faces in the postseason. And nobody knows why. Bats just go silent. The odds are, you know, not in your favor when you get to the playoffs as the favorite to win at all because five-game series. The LDS is a five-game series. All it takes is you to go two and three over a five-game stretch. Well, the Dodgers last year said, screw the two and three. We're going to go 0-3 over a three-game stretch. I don't know. Which brings me to my next point. Major League Baseball jerseys this year are now see-through. Have you seen this thing going around? All the players are like, what the hell is this? New jerseys were made to make them more light and airy. However, they're see-through. You know, because every baseball player tucks his shirt into his pants. You can see the shirt to the guy's groin in his pants when he has a white jersey on. <laughs> it's, and, the, and the Major League Baseball Players Association is like, why are we even dealing with this? Can we fix this? Because this is not going to be a thing this year. I don't even know that they needed to make them more light and airy. It seems like every team has got 12 different jerseys now. Did we really need to change anything? Apparently They did. And now if, it, if a guy has a white jersey on, you can absolutely see the pants tucked in. You can see the shirt tucked in if you look at his groin area and just around his waist. You can just see how far down the shirt goes because it's so light and airy and also see-through. <laughs> I can't believe here we are in 2024 and they can't get the jerseys right of a Major League Baseball team. Now... Apparently, Major League Baseball's officials are going around to all the teams in Major League Baseball in spring training to get feedback on this. But I'm telling you, I guarantee by the start of the regular season, we're either back to last year's jerseys or they'll have fixed it enough to where you can't see through somebody's jersey anymore because it's just a bad look. I'd say it's kind of embarrassing if you ask me, but what do I know, you know? Remember how yesterday we were talking about college football and in the 2024-25 upcoming season and 25-26, and they are having a 12-team playoff and the first set of uh, uh, quarterfinal games are going to be uh, in December. They're going to be December 20th and 21st of this year. One game on Friday, December 20th. Three games on Saturday, the 21st. Well, the NFL has stepped in and said, "Wait a second. That's our Saturday." That would be week 16 this year of the NFL, and the NFL normally in week 16 plays two Saturday games. This past year they had two Saturday games in week 16, Bengals and Steelers on NBC and the Bills Chargers game that was on Peacock, the first only streaming game. The the only Peacock the first time Peacock had a streaming game only during the season and then they had the playoff game. By the way, next year the playoff game that's on streaming is going to be on Amazon Prime in case you didn't know. And Amazon Prime forked over reportedly 150 million dollars for one playoff game. Last year Peacock forked over 110 million. So the price is going up to air live NFL football. And why wouldn't it? 75 of the most 100-watt shows in any given year are NFL football games. That's why it's very very hypocritical for the NFL to sit there and get mad at college football for wanting to in their first year of a 12-team playoff when we're going to have three playoff games, quarterfinal games in one day, for the NFL to be like, "Hey, this is normally our day. What are do you doing? What are you guys doing?" It's like, "Wait a second, NFL. You already dominate the television landscape as it is. Is it really that big of a deal if college football does it. And the rumor has it the NFL is just still going to go ahead with their two games on Saturday, which is going to hurt college football. Trust me. They're going to lose numbers because people are going to watch NFL on Saturday, of course. Now, you still have your college football fans and your diehards that are absolutely going to watch the first time we have quarterfinal matchups in college football playoffs, sure. But if there's two NFL games going on, it's not going to get the max numbers that it should. And the NFL doesn't care. And it's just so hypocritical Because for the longest time, college football owned Black Friday. NFL had Thanksgiving, two games for the longest time, always a Detroit Lion home game, always a Cowboy home game, and then what, 15 years ago they added a a Thursday night game on Thanksgiving night? Fine. But then what did they do last year? Oh, by the way, we're now going to put an NFL game on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, when that's always been delegated to college football. So it's just so pissy of them to be like, what is college football doing? It's our Saturday game, and they're going to play three games, and the reports are NFL is just going to go ahead and do their thing. It's like, look, NFL, there's only two days of the week, outside of the COVID year when things got wonky and people had to start scheduling games because they had didn't have enough players and they'd push the game to Tuesday or Wednesday. The bottom line is Tuesday and Wednesday are the only two days of the week that the NFL – on a non-COVID year, doesn't play games. Obviously, we know they have a Thursday night game, they have Sunday games, and they have Monday night football. But we know late in the season, they play Saturday games, and then last year they started with Black Friday. So stop it, NFL. You know Mark Cuban's quote. Pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. And the NFL are starting to be a little bit of hog right now. Let college football have those three Saturday games and don't counter-program with two games of your own. It's just not good business. Why can't these two leagues just coincide together and not be mad at each other? I have no problem with college football being like, yeah, we're going to schedule three games. We get three games on Saturday. We think it's great TV viewing. The problem is if NFL really does go along with week 16, two Saturday games, you know? I think that sucks. Because college football is clearly going to draw less viewers if the NFL does that. I know diehard college football fans don't think so. Trust me, you're going to lose viewers. We want this to be a success. We want when the next TV deal comes up in 2026 for college football, we want to be able to give them data that shows, hey, look at look at these numbers that we draw with all these extra playoff games. Now, <laughs> that probably means we're going to get 14 or 16 teams Once the 2026 deal is in place because the more games, the more money. And I get it. We talked about this yesterday, but I think 12 is perfect. I think that's enough. Five automatic bids, seven at large teams. That's fine. We don't need to go to 14 or 16, but you know, who's going to listen to me? You know, I'm just saying, let's be smart about this. And, College football is already done, like December 20th, first quarterfinal game. 21st, three games. NFL hasn't made their schedule yet, so they still have the ability to not play that Saturday. Guys, it's okay if you don't. We want to watch college football. We don't, have to choo- we don't want to have to choose, and people who don't have two TVs like me in their living room that can stack them on top of each other, most people don't. I get that. And then they're going to have to flip back and forth. Like, no, You don't want that. Just let college football have their day at least for the next two years. Just let them do it for the next two years. You don't have those two Saturday games in week 16. And then in 2026, when the media deal is done, maybe the NFL and college football can get together and talk about things and make sure the scheduling doesn't overlap. How about that for a novel concept? You guys actually working together instead of against each other. Have any of you been following Charlie Woods, Tiger Woods' son, You've probably seen him play in that father-son match that's usually in, like, December of every year. Well, Charlie's 15 years old, he's a freshman, and he swings exactly like his father. It is uncanny how much Charlie Woods emulates his father, and frankly, who wouldn't? (laughs) His father's Tiger Woods, arguably the greatest golfer in the history of mankind, was the greatest golfer. Definitely isn't now. He's lucky if he makes a weekend in a tournament. But Charlie is obviously got the genes in him to be very good. He and he's very good right now at fifteen years old, has won a couple tournaments. Well, for the first time, he decided he wanted to try and qualify for a PGA tour event. It's not easy. So he competed yesterday in a tournament. If he would have won, he had to finish in the top. I think 25 of that tournament, and then he had to play in a tournament on Monday. And if he had to, and, and there was going to be probably over 80 to 100 people in that tournament, and you only had to finish it, you had to finish in the top four. So his odds of making a PGA tournament, next week's PGA tournament, was probably slim and none. However, yesterday he went out, and this is the first time in trying for a PGA tour round, and he shot an 86 on a par 70. The leader after yesterday's round was five under. So he's 21 strokes behind the leader. He clearly didn't make the cut. And he had a 12 on a par four. Like, that sounds like my score. And I haven't played golf in three years. (laughs) So, yeah, Charlie Woods is a thousand times better golfer than me, maybe even a million. But it's almost humbling to see uh, a kid who probably is a zero handicap throw an 86 up on the board. You know, I feel bad for the kid, and I'm really curious to see how he responds to this. Because Tiger, you know, Tiger was a child prodigy. Tiger doesn't shoot an 86 in a junior tournament or any tournament for that matter. I don't know if you know this, but Tiger Woods grew up in the same county as I did. Went to a I wouldn't call them our rival high school, but we played them. I'll never forget it. I play. I mean, I played basketball my senior year. We played Western High School in Anaheim. And it was on the road. It was at Western. And during the game, I can't remember what quarter it was. I was telling the story to a buddy the other night. During the game, there just was this giant ruckus in the stands. We immediately thought there was some sort of fight that broke out. I think they might have even stopped the game, or maybe it was right around a timeout. And we're walking back to the bench, and we're seeing fans getting up and standing and pointing and looking. And it was because Tiger had showed up to the game. And at that time... I think Tiger and I are the same age. Yeah, he was a senior in ninety in 93. So um, this was January of 1993, and I remember we got to the huddle, and the guys were kind of like, is that that Tiger guy? Because at the time, you know, there was no social media back then, but if you lived in Orange County and you knew anything about sports, you had heard the name Tiger Woods floating around as a guy that was going to be, he was like the child prodigy. He was like the kid that was winning every junior golf tournament and blowing people away. And he had the you know he had the name Tiger and people were just like that was so weird, and his driver's head cl- head cover was you know a tiger <laughs> and so where did I where was I going with this? <laughs> just wanted to tell you that I, I I played in a basketball game against Tiger's High School. He didn't play basketball. He was just in the stands watching the game. But my point being is that he never did this. He never I mean, I mean look. I'm sure he had a bad round as a kid, but Charlie had an 86, and he shot 16 over par and lasted one day in this tournament, he already didn't make the cut. So I am curious to see how he bounces back from this, because it's not easy. It's a 15-year-old kid. I know that, obviously, Tiger's going to instill in him the art of losing, and I expect the kid to bounce back. I don't think he's going to quit golf now or just... Totally go south and be shooting a bunch of 80s in these tournaments now. He's still going to be really good, but it was surprising to see the first time he tried to make a PGA Tour event. He blew up with an 86 and a 12 on a par 4. So good luck to the kid. I mean, I think, put it this way, I think everybody wants to see Charlie Woods be good and wants to see him succeed and wants to see him on the PGA Tour in five years when he's 19 or 20 or 21. Because it's almost like people my age would be like, wow, it's come full circle. We watched Tiger growing up, and now his kid has a chance to win the Masters. I mean, if we thought Tiger winning the Masters that one year when nobody ever thought he could win it again and he was pretty much past his prime, what was that, 2019? If Charlie Woods wins the Masters at any point in his career, it'll be the biggest story in golf. It might be the biggest story in sports of that year because you know Tiger's going to be there off the green, and it just all come first full circle. you know remember when Tiger won it in 97, won it going away and basically made the announcement that I'm the new guy. I'm the guy and you're all chasing me for the next 15 years. And he comes off the green and he hugs his dad, a very emotional moment. And then when Tiger won it in 2019, he comes off the green and there's his son Charlie. When Charlie was, what, 9 or 10, and he picks him up and he hugs him. Can you, I mean, look, I hate to get all sappy on you, but Charlie Woods wins the Masters, and Tiger will be there off the green, and Charlie comes walking back and hugs Tiger. It will put a lump in everybody's throat, and if it doesn't, you're not a living, breathing human being. Sorry. (laughs) And finally this. I'm sure a lot of you have watched the Ted Lasso television series, which was so good. Jason Sudeikis, Brandon Hunt, Roy fucking Kent, (laughs) such a good show. But do you know that show was literally, the Jason Sudeikis character of Ted Lasso was literally just a, Ted Lasso was a commercial for NBC Sports. He was a character they created for promos for NBC Sports, and there was only like two or three of them. And And it was years ago, and then they decided to bring that character and make a TV show out of it. Well, it's happening again, but it's happening with another comedic character that we only saw in one 15-minute sketch on ESPN+, Plus on Eli Manning's show on ESPN+, Plus when he was Chad Powers. If you haven't seen this, go pull it up. If you're a sports fan, you'll love it. It's very funny. Eli Manning puts on a wig and a mustache and goes and tries out as to be a walk-on quarterback for the Penn State football team. The coaches were all in on it. The players had no idea. It's about 15 minutes, and he's going around, hey. Chad Powers, Chad Powers, let's go, let's make make the team, you know, and, you know, just he had a whole storyline set up. He knew exactly what to say, and none of the kids had a clue. You know what? Maybe the coaches didn't know. Maybe only the film crew knew. I I don't know. I didn't look too much into it, but none of the players that he was competing against knew at all, and then it was about a 15-minute sketch, and then at the end he took off his wig and his mustache. But he had so many great one-liners that have been put on T-shirts and stuff like that. Well, now they're making, Hulu ordered that to series. And now there's going to be a Chad Powers series. The problem is, I think Eli Manning should play Chad Powers still. I know he's not an actor. And maybe he doesn't have time to dedicate to a 8 to 10 episode uh, series for Hulu. But he was hilarious in that 15 minutes. Hilarious. And when we've seen Eli host SNL, very funny. Just deadpan humor. Definitely a different type of humor. But, so Glenn Powell's going to play... Chad Powers. Now, Glenn Powell is like lo- like one of the most sought-after single men now after his divorce, although rumors are, what, Sydney Sweeney because of the rom-com they did? I don't know if they're together or not, but he's literally one of the best-looking men in all of the world right now and will probably be people's sexiest man alive within the next five years. He's He's absolutely going to be people's sexiest man alive within the next three to five years. You can just mark it down. You just already know because he's blowing up right now. It might even be next year. But he's playing Chad Powers, and I'm like, eh, he's too good looking. He's too ripped to play Chad Powers. The whole thing that made that sketch work was Eli was not a ripped guy. He obviously was a former NFL quarterback and could make all the throws, and he was better than any of the quarterbacks that were trying out that day. But just the fact that it was Eli, and Eli's got a dad bod, it's just hilarious. And – yeah, we'll see if this if this is any good, but it's amazing. I mean, I don't know if a lot of you knew that. Ted Lasso was a character from an NBC Sports promo when they were hyping up the NBC Sports channel, which was, you know, launching. And they just brought in this coach that apparently didn't know a lot of stuff, like two commercials. And then it was years later because that was a long time ago. And Ted Lasso started in what? 2020? So, yeah, it started during COVID. So, yeah, it was like just random how that character came to life. And now they're trying to turn Chad Powers into something. We'll see. I I, I think Eli would be better because he knows the role. He knows how to play it. But, yeah, it's, that's a lot of commitment. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. Follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also rate and review. Please, please hit play. Downloading it following me is great but it doesn't count as a download unless you hit play now so I appreciate it if you do that tell your friends about it and this podcast is brought to you by bet online thank you all for listening I really appreciate it and remember sports will always be the greatest reality show on television see! Ya!